for a while, we went through a stretch where I would get up an hour earlier and he would wake up a half hour after me. And so then I would wake up another half hour earlier, <laughs> still wake up a half hour later. And so it didn't matter how early I got up, he would still wake up. Power to Live More with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organization, well-being, energy and resilience. Joe Dodds and I started this show back in 2016 to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean how they focus on productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience to enable them to do more of the stuff that they want to do and less of the stuff that they don't. After 241 shows I've taken a pause from doing new interviews to reshare previous interviews. They were too good to not revisit. So please do bear in mind that this podcast might refer to events from the past as current or in the future, but rest assured that the stories, tips and advice shared by my guests continues to be pure gold. Hello, my name is Ellie Dots and I'm co-presenter and today Joe's interviewing Jordan Wavra. Jordan was another lovely referral from Kelly McCausey from show number 115, Jordan is a holistic health coach, certified personal trainer and mindfulness expert who supports fellow mums on their journey towards a healthy, vibrant and energetic life. She's a wife, mum and adventure seeker. She believes in the power that a holistic lifestyle, energy healing and a positive mindset have on the transformation of the mind, body and soul. Her hobbies include travelling, hiking in the mountains, reading a good book and going on adventures with her family. Her family's most recent adventure has been to eliminate all the stuff and take life on the road. Her and her husband had just recently bought an RV and are currently based in Arizona with their son and two black labs. Back to the studio. Today I'm interviewing Jordan Wavra of Jordan Wavra Coaching. So lovely to meet you, Jordan. Um... Tell us a bit more about who you are and what you do. And crucially, and this is the interesting bit, where you do it. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Joe. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, I am a holistic health and mindfulness coach. So I work with women, specifically moms, who are looking to decrease the stress in their life, um, have more energy, feel better. And I help them do that through understanding mindfulness, holistic nutrition, and the power between the mind and body connection. Um, And the interesting part is I do that from home, and my home is actually a travel trailer. My family and I live on the road full time. My husband travels a lot for work. So we got rid of the whole house and downgraded everything, and now we live full time in a trailer. It's very interesting. I'm so excited about that. In fact, you're going to have to keep bringing me back to the whole holistic discussion because that's really what we should be talking about. But I want to know about your lifestyle. (laughs) (laughs) We can chat a little about both. (laughs) So um, if I say, where are you? uh, Do you have a sort of rough rough geography? (laughs) Yes. So I am in Arizona, in the United States. Wow. So it's a bit hot. (laughs) It is very hot. (laughs) And is that where you, I mean, how far do you travel when you travel? Um, it really just depends. Um, my husband's job could take him anywhere from California to New Mexico to Texas. But in the last year or so, we've stayed pretty um, 
local to Arizona. So we've really only traveled within a couple hours of the radius that we're currently in. And so that's been nice. Yeah. Uh, but we never know, you know, he doesn't know it until his job, his current job is almost done, which where the next project's going to be. So. Mm-hmm. And is that something that you wanted to do and embraced all along or, or has it been something that sort of developed um, for you in terms of that, that sort of way of life? I mean, I, I'm just literally about to kick off six weeks in my caravan. So my um, version of your trailer um, going around <laughs> Scotland and and the Lake District in England and the New Forest um, because it's the school summer holidays um, mm-hmm. and I love it I call it my happy place uh, yeah. but I don't do it all the time so it's probably a bit of novelty for me <laughs> I can imagine downsizing you've had to go through quite a lot of change to to sort of do this is it something that as you say sorry as I've already said is you know was mm-hmm. um something you really wanted to do or something you've had to sort of work out as you've gone along or a bit of both I suppose (laughs) um you know at first it wasn't something I wanted to do I knew that I my husband has always really traveled for work that's just Mm -hmm. kind of the industry that he's in and before we had our son it wasn't a huge deal obviously it was you know you have to get used to that um, in the relationship you know with the travel and being apart and stuff but we had been, we were pretty used to that, but after we had our son, I really didn't want the travel. Yeah. Um, and so we talked about the, you know, the option to have a trailer. And at first I was like, well, we can get a trailer, but let's also have an apartment. Let's have like a little home that we can go back to. We can keep all of our stuff there. And, and we talked about that for a while. And then my husband's like, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't really make any sense. It doesn't make sense for you guys to be in the trailer with me during the week. And then for us to drive to an apartment that we only spend the weekends in. And yeah, I kind of was really resistant to it. But after a while, I was like, you know, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and so we, we just decided to jump right in and, and go for it. And um, the downgrading part took, time um we have a a lot of our stuff are still at um my in-laws his parents um Mm -hmm. kind of storing some of it for us some of our bigger furniture and stuff yeah Um, but even since we've moved into the trailer we keep finding ourselves downgrading more and more so when we Mm -hmm. first we you know we have a little pull behind um cargo trailer as well and we put kind of like our seasonal stuff in there, our outdoor things in there, the things that we can't fit in our like RV. Um, and yeah. we've been seeing that out and getting rid of stuff, you know, like probably every couple months we find more and more things. So it's getting easier. The longer that we do it, the easier it is to um, be in a smaller space and to not need all this stuff. And so mm. while it wasn't something I wanted right away, um, I've actually come to really enjoy it. So. Yes, yeah. And as you say, thinking back to, you know, had you been in both places, you know, with a home and the travel bit, it it sounds like it would have just been, you know, the worst of both worlds, really, rather than um, being, you know, settled in a um, in a way of, of living, as you say, the, the, with the sort right. of downgrading and, and or downsizing rather and, and you know, yeah, working out what's most important to you and that sort of thing. Lovely. So, so your work, was that something that has evolved because of the traveling lifestyle or is it something that you were already doing? 
My work evolved um, into, well, hold on. I at first was a teacher. <laughs> I was an elementary school teacher. And then when we had our son, I decided to be a stay-at-home mom. That's what I thought I wanted to do. I didn't really plan on working from home. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I, you know, as I stayed home for like the first couple of months, I just didn't feel, I mean, I felt fulfilled as a mom, but I just, I wanted to do more. I wanted to do something to keep myself busy. Um, and holistic health and um, that whole mind and body and mindfulness um, topic has always been something that's really fascinated me. And um, I'm always sharing it with my family. I'm always sharing it with my friends. I was always talking about it. And my husband was just like, you know, you could do that for a living. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You could, you're already a teacher. You love to teach. You love to talk to people about things and educate them. He's like, you could, you could take that passion for that information and do that. Um, And so I took that idea and just kind of very, very gradually built it into a business that I can run from home. Mm -hmm. So the next question then is, how do you run it from home? Because the first thing that comes to mind, um, I guess, for some people, when you talk about the sort of thing that you do, people would imagine that you're working face to face with people, which is then difficult if you're moving around. Um, and you knew all along that that life was lifestyle was was you know how it had to fit. So so what, what how does it work? What do you do? How do you work with your clients? <laughs> um. So the biggest method of working with my clients is through online video conferencing. So I use Zoom, um, an online website, and that allows me to see my clients face to face. You could, I've used Skype before too, but I prefer Zoom. And that's like my biggest tool because that allows me to see my clients, my clients to see me. And we get that connection that you can't necessarily get over the phone. Um, so that's how I see them and communicate with them and talk with them. And then everything else is online. I do a lot of um, like my, uh, my coaching sessions I use through like Google drive and Google docs. And I use the internet as my biggest resource so that I can send them things that they need files that they need. And, um, and then using, like I said, um, the video conferencing and um, I have a phone app that I also use calls called Voxer that they can use to communicate with me as well. Um, so just learning about tools like that and understanding that um, it is still possible to work with people um, without being face-to-face and just learning how to use those tools and how to manage them. Yes, yeah, yeah. So talk about how what you do has helped you because that's sort of where it it's come from and that's often how it works for us, isn't it, that we do stuff that works for us and then we we teach it and help other people and coach other people with that so tell us a bit of your journey in respect to that absolutely so my journey um well my I guess my health journey you could call it started probably about five years ago now um I have I struggled with um chronic stomach pains and bloating and um fatigue and things like that for a really long time. And I just thought it was normal. I like, I remember specifically growing up um, in high school, like anytime I would eat a meal, I would complain about my stomach hurting afterwards. And Mm -hmm. I would laugh 
I just thought it was normal. And then after college, um, it got to a point where I was just so uncomfortable. I just, I hurt, I was uncomfortable and I got so tired. I think the turning point was when I was so tired, I was, I would be driving home from work and I could barely keep my eyes open. It was only four in the afternoon, Mm. getting plenty of sleep. And I was exhausted, just exhausted. And, um, I ran into a holistic health um, practitioner at a woman's show. This is when I lived in Alaska and he practiced um, applied kinesiology, which is muscle testing. And through that, he used muscle testing to help test uh, food. And it was called nutrition response testing. And so he tested my body with um, different things against like food, allergens, um, parasites, bugs, um, supplements, things like that. And he really got to the core of what it was that was hurting my body that my body didn't like versus just playing the guessing game where you try and guess, Oh, maybe my body doesn't like this. Maybe my body doesn't like that. But the thing with that is a lot of times it's not those top allergens that we hear about like dairy and gluten and all those things that we avoid a lot of times it could be a healthy food that we think is good for us that our body just isn't responding well to. And, Hmm. and so through working with him, I just learned that nutrition is so much more than just the standard eating healthy. It's all about understanding how food makes your body feel and how your body reacts to food and that you can really heal yourself if you understand how to use nutrition properly. And that's what he did. He educated me on nutrition. He educated me on how it works and how to listen to myself and how to understand that mind and body connection. And Mm -hmm. my fascination with it has just grown since then, because I mean, before I saw him, I went to countless doctors. I had thousands of dollars in blood work and stuff done and nobody could ever tell me what was wrong. And so it got to a point where I just kind of thought I was making things up. Well, maybe nothing is wrong. I'm just, you know, and Mm -hmm. After working with him for six months, I felt better than I had ever felt. Like I can't ever remember not feeling um, pain after I ate and just like feeling good and having energy and not being tired all the time. And, and not only that, but when you feel good, you're not as stressed and your mood swings are better or I don't say your moods, you're not having mood swings, I should say. And, you know, it just makes everything feel good. And that's the point is to feel good. And a lot of people don't understand how good their bodies are designed to feel. Yes. Share that with others. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, everything's whirring and beeping at this end because the power has just come back on. (laughs) The printer's just woken up. (laughs) Uh, Other things have beeped and screens have come on and everything else. So that's good news, but it's still a bit noisy. Hopefully it's stopped now. (laughs) It's interesting how so many people have so many sort of issues that are seemingly unexplained by sort of standard medicine and yet as you say once you start to investigate you know what might be the cause with people who take a different view that you end up you know with these solutions so what tell us more about what holistic means and you started to touch on it when you talk about um you know how you worked with your coach to to resolve your your issues but what does it mean to you and because I guess it probably means different things to different people yeah and actually whole that's one of the biggest questions I get from people is um you know what do you mean when you say that you're a holistic health coach um yeah 
So when we think of the word health, a lot of times our mind goes straight to food or exercise. Those are like the top two things that people think about when they think about um, being healthy and what they need to do to be healthy. But health is so much more than that. Health is our mind and our emotions and our spirit, our soul. So it's not just the physical aspects, it's the emotional and the mental aspects as well. And holistic just means that you're connecting all of those things together and you're understanding and you are aware that all of those things work in balance. So if something is off balance, if something's out of alignment, it knocks everything else out of alignment too. So while you might be the healthiest eater on the planet and you might work out six days a week, if you are stressed to the max and you have all of this emotional baggage and all these things going on mentally that you're not able to get a grasp on, that's going to throw off everything else. Your health, you still can't live to your full health potential without addressing that aspect as well. Does that make sense? It does. And, and you know, you, you talk about um, mindfulness uh, alongside the uh, holistic health work what what do you mean by that because again mindfulness is quite a sort of popular term and and again I don't think people entirely understand what that means how does that fit with what you've just described to us so mindfulness in its simplest form is just being present in the moment and aware of your surroundings um while it sounds like a very simple concept the majority of us live in mindlessness that means that we live on autopilot most of the time we're, we're reliving things that happened in the past. We're thinking about things that embarrassed us and how we wish we would have handled the situation differently. Or we're thinking about the future. We're worrying about what we're going to do um, tomorrow or how we're going to dress for the interview or how we're going to respond to what so-and-so is saying to us. We very rarely live or even listen in the present moment. And so mindfulness is just learning how to harness that present moment learn to just be and the interesting thing about mindfulness is when you you learn how to use it and you learn how to be mindful and spend more time in the present moment you eliminate you know almost all the stress in your life because if you think about it stress comes from either thinking about something that already happened to you or worrying about something that hasn't happened yet <laughs> yeah if we're living in the present moment it's actually really hard to be stressed or anxious about anything that's such a good point. And I guess is partly why it's so hard for people to do. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You've talked a bit about how you work with your clients and we've talked about the sort of um, basis of the, of the work. How, how do you get done what you need to get done? So you're, you're managing um, living in a fairly small environment, I guess, uh, with a, a two year old <laughs> yeah. and you know, and you have clients and, you know, we, we heard your son earlier and clearly has he gone to sleep or something? He's gone very quiet. <laughs> uh, he's watching Paw Patrol. <laughs> ah, well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Always <helps. Yes. laughs> um, so, so how do you, how do you manage that? What do your days look like? Um, this actually took a lot of, um, a lot of time to figure out and I still work on it every day, but I, I learned how to get up earlier. That was the biggest thing. Um, I'm never used to be a morning person. And to be completely honest, I'm still not. I love to sleep. But my son loves to get up early as well. So he's <laughs> out there can relate to that. And so once he's awake, my day is unpredictable. 
And so I get up, um, I try and get up at least two hours before his usual wake time. You know, it fluctuates. And I spend that time um, just planning out my day. I open up my planner. I look at the things I want to get done. I look at the things I need to get done. And I just write it all out. I have everything planned out. Um, I meditate. I journal. And those two things just kind of help me clear my mind and be present and connect with myself. And so that keeps me from... It keeps me from having like that monkey mind, that busyness where I can't really focus on one thing. Mm-hmm. And after I do that, I, I just spend my morning, you know, doing the things that I need to do for my clients, whether that's, um, you know, content for them, following up with them, checking in with them, things like that. And so that morning time is really where a lot of my productiveness, um, like behind the scenes work happens. And then, you know, when I, when I'm working with clients or when I'm coaching them, um, that's just, you know, I have hours throughout the day and I, we just make it work. You know, my son is actually, he's pretty used to what I do now. So I just tell him, you know, mommy's got to get on the phone. She has a call and he goes and he plays and I, I do my coaching call with my clients and I help them out. And then after that, you know, I move on to the next thing. It's, I would love to say that I, I plan out my day to the hour and that it stays that way, but being a mom, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. And so as long as I have like that, that couple hours in the morning to really um, do some of the productive things that I need to get done, um, then I, I don't get so stressed out when my day isn't, you know, boom, mm-hmm. isn't exactly the way. I think it's interesting that, but you said about, you know, having predictable time and unpredictable time and, and being clear about that in some ways manages your expectations, I guess, of mm-hmm. what needs to be done. So on those occasions where you plan something and it doesn't quite happen because, you know, your son needs extra support or whatever, then that, you know, you've sort of expected that might happen because that's in your unpredictable time, if you like. Yes. I guess woe betide him if he starts getting up two hours earlier, though. <laughs> You know, and there are days too, like for a while, we went through a stretch where I would get up an hour earlier and he would wake up a half hour after me. And so then I would wake up another half hour earlier, (laughs) still wake up a half hour later. And so it didn't matter how early I got up, he would still wake up. So there was was managing that as well. So I've, I've gotten really good at managing that small amount of time um, after I wake up and before he wakes up. So whether it's 30 minutes or whether I do get the full two hours, yes, I yeah. that time very well. So that's yes. where all the happens. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when you were de- sort of decluttering and, um, and downsizing, you didn't realize you were going to be doing that with your time as well. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't. So it's funny how that happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what about tools and apps that you use? You've talked about um, Zoom and um, uh, you mentioned a few other things. I've just forgotten what they were now. Uh, Boxer, wasn't it, was one of them. Um, yes. Is there anything else that um, that you're using on a, on a regular basis for your own sort of organization? Um, my planner and my... Uh, my just kind of like free write journal are like my two biggest things that I have on me at all times, aside from technology. Um, I kind of touched on the technology apps that I use like Zoom and Boxer and Google, um, Google Docs and Google Drive. Um, But I have a a planner called Passion Planner and 
that just happens to be the one that I have right now, but it allows me to look at my week. Um, but it also allows me to look at my month too. So it gives me a month view where I can put, um, like at the beginning of each month, kind of jot everything down for the month. And then week by week, I have my own page for each day and then time slots for the day. Um, it organizes like my personal to-do list, my work to-do list. And then at the end of each month, there's pages to reflect on. Like what were my goals? Did I reach them? You know, what do I want to work on more? What could I have done better? What am I proud of? And I love it because it keeps me organized, but then it also helps me reflect because reflecting isn't something that I'm naturally good at doing. And so when I have yeah. something that encourages me to do it, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. it, it actually becomes a really beneficial tool for me. And so that's why I like, I like having this. And then I have my, my journal, which is just a free write journal, but I use it for everything. I use it to jot down um, ideas that pop into my head in the middle of the day. Uh, I use it to jot down questions that pop up, or if I have something that I want to do, um, but it's not a priority, I'll jot it down on my like non-priority to-do list, things like that. But yeah. I carry those two things around with me everywhere, and they keep me the most organized. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting, uh, one of my uh, friends talks about the Passion Planner, uh, and again carries it around everywhere with her and says that really helps her sort of keep focused on on what she wants to do and there's so many different planners out there and we had uh sophie jury who has a planner and i can't remember what she calls it um mm -hmm. on one of the earlier shows and uh it, it's really about finding that that thing that works for you isn't it and and really sort of getting the most out of of that whatever sort of style it is i mean i was um so all my guests seem to talk about planners and notebooks and paper and pens and and I never use anything that isn't technology <laughs> so uh, but I know how popular it is <laughs> and they say don't they that writing things there's a connection between your sort of brain and and your hand in terms of writing things is really useful rather than necessarily mm -hmm. typing typing it yeah I've heard that they say and I don't know what the study is or anything like that but I've heard that people who write things out are more apt to follow through with them or something. There's something mm. powerful about that pen to paper. But I've tried putting things down in like my online calendar and I just, I'm more, I have to see it. I like to have it on paper. Mm. So mm. Days and the paper version is what works best for me. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, what about learning and improving yourself? Um, I guess with what you do, there's probably new studies or new strategies sort of all the time how do you keep on top of that, that sort of thing uh, oh yeah there's always new information and things coming out I I love to read I love online courses so there's a ton of um, you know like little evergreen courses and stuff like that out there that are on different topics from different professionals and doctors and nutritionists and stuff out there so you know I'll take advantage of those. I'll read books. I'll listen to podcasts. Um, and just really continuing my education in any, in any way that I can, you know, currently I'm actually enrolled in a holistic nutrition program. Um, and that's been a huge, huge game changer for me. It's evolved my, my knowledge on nutrition and holistic lifestyles in a way that I just can't even imagine. So, um, just staying on top of that, um, it's been my biggest thing. 
Mm. And I guess, you know, that's one of the advantages of, of the whole sort of online world that um, in the olden days, as it were, <laughs> you'd have had to have gone to a, I don't know, a local community centre to learn whatever it is you need to to, to know for, for the things that you do. But actually now that information is just available wherever. Yeah, we're pretty blessed nowadays that we have access to all this information just at the tip of our fingers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, we, I was interviewing somebody recently who was saying, uh, you know, how so the digital world is so sort of overwhelming and there's so much information out there. But, you know, the, the other side of it is that that's the the advantage that we have I sort of people laugh at me that I always like jump onto Google to find things out even down to things like they go oh, I wonder how old that actress is and I'm always on that <laughs> <laughs> to find out it's like why wouldn't you when we have this information but then right. sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it becomes you know that you could just keep learning and learning and not actually doing anything with it because it's it's exciting to read and learn but uh, it's a bit more effort to put it into practice isn't it <laughs> yes and you know I'm like I like that you mentioned that it's kind of like a um, double-sided coin you know there's all this amazing information but then it's you know learning how to sift through it and um, find what works for you and then actually apply it because there are countless things that I've I've come across and read and at some point it just becomes too overwhelming to the point where you almost know too much and you don't know what to do with it yeah. so it's kind of where um less is more comes in handy, you know, just take things bits and pieces at a time until you're able to apply them. And then when you're ready, move on from there. Yes. Yeah. So what about on those days where it all goes horribly wrong? I don't know, your son gets up a minute after you. <laughs> um, I don't know, the, the air conditioning in your um, uh, trailer breaks down. <laughs> you know, when oh when you know, take on the internet stops working, but you have a power cut like I've just had, you know, what do you do then? <laughs> Um, this is definitely where the mindfulness has helped me the most. I am actually, or in the past, I've always been really quick to react to things like that and kind of, um, I don't, for lack of a better term, throw a fit. Um, but I've really just learned nowadays, um, and I don't know if this is going to sound really cliche, but just to slow down and breathe. Like, it's not that I don't get tense and it's not that it doesn't bother me, um, but I've just learned to uh, to just, like, take a minute to reground myself and to breathe in and to let it go and just be like, all right, this is how it's going to be. It's all right. How can I, how can I fix this? Like, or what can I do instead of what I was planning on doing, you know? Yeah. Um, or if, you know, I was planning on doing something and it didn't work out, I can say, you know, like, what can I learn from this or how, how can I improve from this moment or, you know, what benefit do I get from this, even if it didn't work out the way I wanted it to. Mm-hmm. There's mornings when my son's gotten up um, with my alarm and I'll just kind of lay in bed with him. He'll nurse a little bit. He'll fall back asleep and I'll sneak out of bed. And then five minutes later, while I'm in the middle of my meditation, he opens the door and comes running out and sits on my lap. <laughs> that, happens, that happens pretty often. And I'll just meditate through it. I'll just let him lay on my lap and I'll continue my meditation. Um, or I'll let him sit on my lap while I journal and go through my planner. You know, so it's learning to kind of let go of that control and just kind of let things be. Mm, mm. Yeah, that's 
as you say, some of those things you could just, you know, they could be a problem. Like, you know, it could be like, well, it never works out. It's not happening, all that sort of stuff. But actually, as you say, having having your son sitting on your lap whilst you're writing your journal, you know, you can still write your journal. You're having lovely time cuddling, <laughs> cuddling yeah. yourself at the same time. It's, you know, there's positives to it, definitely. Yeah. 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 What about the takes some? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say, you know, it's, it definitely takes some um, intentional um, thinking to be okay with that. You know, cause I know a lot of that I work with or talk to who are like, but I need my alone time. You know, I can't just relax with my son on my lap. I need my me time to journal. And, mm-hmm. and it, I'm not saying that it comes easily to me to let him sit on my lap while I try and do my me time. It's just being very intentional about my thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And also just that sort of understanding that everything is just a a sort of time of life, a season of life thing. And that, you know, it was probably a bit easier when he was a little bit younger. You'll probably have the next couple of years where it'll it'll be harder and then it'll get easier again. It's, 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 there's cycles to it all, isn't there? Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah, I can't have Ellie just lying on a cushion in front of me now when I'm working, but then she's 12, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, so she can look after herself. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, a little more self-sufficient now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So what about those days where you get the chance to live more? And I describe that as being able to do the things, more of the things that you want to do and less of the things that you feel you should do or you have to do. What does that day look like for you? On a day where I get the chance to live more, I get all of my work and business stuff done in the morning, early morning. And that way I can spend the afternoon with my son and my family and going out, um, going to the park, going to the beach, going, you know, and doing things that make us happy and that mm. are fun and really fulfill us. And just, you know, being able to, um, you know, on days where we live more, where we get to plan to live more, being able to travel and plan to travel and leave work where it is and leave business where it is because, you know, working from online is a blessing, but it's also a curse because you take it with you wherever you go. Yes. And yeah. Detached from that. So, you know, living more with, you know, when I am not working during my business hours, being able to shut down and shut everything off and just be present. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you, Jordan. It's been great interviewing you. Tell people how they can find out more about you and how they can connect with you. Uh, Yes, absolutely. Um, I am pretty active on social media, so they can find me on Instagram at Jordan Wavra is my um, Instagram handle. Facebook, my Facebook business page is uh, Jordan Wavra. And then if they want to learn a little bit more about me, and um, some of the programs and stuff that I offer through my coaching, they can go to my website, www.jordanwabra.com. Lovely. Thank you. Really appreciate your time. Yes, thank you, Joe. I enjoyed speaking with you. Attention, home-based coaches and consultants. Are you tired of feeling alone, isolated, and frustrated with running a home-based coaching or consulting business? Are you sick of feeling like your life would be better and you'd be happier if you felt more organised and productive? Do you feel like there's simply not enough time in a day to get all the things done that you need to do to build a successful business while making time to live more? It's time to stop the isolation and start getting more organised, productive and focused on the skills that will move the needle forward. It's time to join the Power to Live More Calm membership. If you're ready to, 
Stop creating the wheel and focus on the things that truly matter in your life and business. Learn what you need to know to be successful and live more. Get accountability help from a group of like-minded home-based business owners. To learn more about the Power to Live More Calm membership program and apply, visit powertolivemore.com slash get calm. Use your power to live more.